Hey everyone, uh, before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to give a little disclaimer, little uh, little note here. Um, me and Tyler are uh, fairly new to the podcast game, and uh, we're still learning and growing and uh, making mistakes, which is the best thing possible, honestly, to uh, learn and grow. And because of that, we actually forgot to give an intro for our guest this week, uh, which sounds really simple, but honestly, we weren't even thinking about it. Uh, this week's guest is uh, Cameron Coles. He's a great friend of ours, extremely talented photographer, even more talented musician, and uh, he even does some graphic design work. Um, just honestly, an extremely creative guy, uh, someone we've all looked up to for a long time, and uh, we just really wanted to dig into his brain and see where his creativity comes from and how he views art and uh, you know some stuff that he's working on right now. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into this month's episode of Take My Portrait Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Take My Portrait Podcast. My name is Colby. And I'm Tyler. And this is a podcast about creativity, art, and our experiences with both. And uh, today we have a special guest, real excited about it, special friend of uh, mine and Tyler's, and uh, someone that, uh, you know, we've, I, I would say personally, I've looked up to quite a bit in terms of creativity. I don't know about you, but. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's our dear friend, Cameron Cowles. Cameron, how the hell are you? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me, having me on. Yeah. We're doing a thing. It's a, it's a, a thing, thing indeed. A thing indeed. <laughs> uh, Cameron, uh, for those of you who don't know who you are, you are fairly multifaceted at pretty much everything creative, I think. Uh, although, uh, do you, you've done some video stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've pretty much done everything under the sun when it comes to uh, creativity. It was one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on, me, both me and Tyler wanted to have you on. Um, was just to kind of dive into your experience with that, um, you know, things that you've done in the past, things that you're currently working on, and, you know, maybe anything in the future that you might want to talk about as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Anything else uh, that was on your mind, Tyler? No. That's good. It's <laughs> great. Perfect. Uh, well, first question I had for you, Cameron, Um I can think of a point in my life personally where like something happened or I picked up a tool at some point and was like, oh, this is this is cool. I want to do more with this. And that led me down the path of creativity, whether it was with photography or just creativity in general. Um, and I'm curious if there's any moments or things that you can like look to or uh, whether it's a specific moment or a specific time period that kind of led you down a path of creativity and um you know what you do now essentially mm-hmm. yeah that's a good question uh i've actually been reflecting on that idea a lot lately of kind of more like childhood what stuff did i love to do as a kid that yeah. is really what i want to do now i think everybody has those kind of things um for me i think Legos. Mm. Um, I love Legos, even to this day. We have a three-year-old son now, and I'm so excited that he's getting Legos because that, uh, I don't know, that medium of being creativity, I spent 
hours and hours and hours on that as a kid. And it's an open world. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> get to. I, I think it's really great for kids. I think that's where I learned a lot of uh, visual thinking. I think what's funny is I've realized when I, you know, open a design file and, you know, Photoshop, Photoshop or Illustrator, it, to me, it's like you're just playing with Legos, you know, except it's on a canvas. Um, and so that definitely as far as like early childhood memories of creativity that idea of um, playing with elements and putting them together and that sort of thing like I still love getting lost in like sometimes uh, Ollie my son gets a little mad if I'm not helping him with his thing because I just got sucked <laughs> into just making went, something you know, else just yeah. making uh, your own thing and so <laughs> it's, it's still very much there um, and then the other thing uh as you're talking about that, uh, I was talking about this. I don't even remember who I was talking about recently. One of my one of my friends, probably in some music stuff. But I distinctly remember the first time I thought music was fun, mm. um, or pretty close, anyway. Maybe a couple instances, but I remember my uncle uh, had one of those little. Uh, it was like a Casio toy mm. keyboard, but yes. it was like like a foot long, like really tiny one, like yeah, a little yeah. toy one you throw in your, your backpack or something. Did it have the drum beats built yes. in? Yes, hundred oh, percent. And uh, I remember, I man, I don't know how old I was. I must've been like kindergarten, first grade, something like that. I remember being really little at their house and finding this thing. And he, you know, I think he like swapped out the batteries and was like, here you go. And I just remember zoning out and just exploring that thing totally. as a kid and thinking like, wow, this thing is so intricate. There's so many things you can do with it. You mm. know, I'm sure the thought in my head is like, oh, fun beat, you know, but like, <laughs> That's really, uh, that started kind of unlocking, wow, music is full of all these things. Um, in addition, the, the same time to that, in addition to that, was uh, uh, my grandma on my mom's side, my mom's mom, she uh, had an organ in their basement mm. um, at their house. And same kind of thing. It had like bossa nova and like oh, swing yeah. beats and you like hit these little buttons and then, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But like <laughs> it had all sorts of buttons. And so, you know, as a kid, you're like mesmerized by all these possibilities. But I remember same thing. You know, they'd be yelling at me from upstairs like, hey, it's dinner time. And I'm just like <laughs> rocking out. I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing, but it's just you're just making stuff, making stuff. Yeah. And so I think as far as stuff that translates to i am now it's probably those moments with tinkering with those items whether it's those you know like keyed instruments which ironically i'm not that's not my main thing now <laughs> or uh you know elements with like logo legos and stuff like that yeah so, yeah i was gonna say with like i have a seven-year-old daughter and i tried last year to get her into legos and i feel like she liked the concept of it she was like oh yeah this like this is a toy that people buy and you know, Oh, it's star Wars. Like that's cool. Yeah. Or Marvel, whatever. Um, but when foot came to pavement, she was like, eh, I'm tired of this. I'm going back yeah. to my Barbies. I'm like, <laughs> <sighs> there's never any moments that I wish I had a son other than right now. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, at least I have my moment where I can be like, okay, fine. You're done. I'm going to build something now. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the, at least our generation, you know, we're all roughly s similar ages, but I think we grew up right on the cusp of when everything started franchising, especially, you know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. like, I think right when I, not when I was getting too old for it, but when I started getting into other things, like that was when Star Wars Legos and all this started mm -hmm. coming out. But before that, it was all, you had to use your imagination because they, yeah. were, they yeah. weren't going to fill in the gaps, you know? It was like right. an airplane. Yeah. And then once you built the airplane, destroy it and build something yeah. completely different. So if you wanted yeah. something sci-fi, yeah. you had to you had to make it. You had to make think it about it. Yeah. And so 
Hmm. I think that there was a little bit more challenge by not having all those things ready made, uh, which was cool. I yeah, think that was fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, I would say probably similar for myself too. Legos was definitely like a, like a even without thinking about it at the time, it was like this thing that made me do more creative stuff mm-hmm. and it's completely not mm. related to photography yeah but it's a creative thing and just like opened my mind up and had me focus on things other than um other than just school and being a you know young kid or whatever yeah what about you tyler i definitely had legos but i was also going to ask if you guys did you have the the cinder block things where the, um, or like the log blocks where you can build like a log cabin. Oh yeah. You thinking like Lincoln logs? Yeah. Like Lincoln logs. Yeah. yeah. I think we had a set of those. Yeah. yeah definitely much more boring than Legos, <laughs> but I definitely got lost at playing the, with those with her too. I was Adam. thinking, I was thinking like, I, I think I definitely had Legos when I was, I was younger, but I, I remember those more. I remember mm. the blocks more or the, the Lincoln logs. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably build a log cabin like, Nobody just <laughs> yeah. right? That's right. It's all embedded in your brain. I'm going to build one one day. Yes. <laughs> I feel like with those, you were limited to squares, though. Exactly. Like I said, there's not there's not, <laughs> there's not a lot of room for creativity there, but you can still build stuff. You can build a really tall tower building. Mm. That's about it. That's true. You could. Yeah. I just always remembered, because they were Lincoln logs, I was always trying to find that connection with abraham lincoln <laughs> i know it sounds weird but as a kid you don't think about things and why they're named certain Just, ways oh, i'm learning about abraham lincoln in school yeah it was lincoln like, longs they man, must have made lincoln lincoln must have invented this toy yeah. <laughs> the world makes so much more sense then so yeah. oh i know so it's uh, another funny thing i was thinking about when i was younger um i actually drew a lot i did a lot of like coloring and, and drawing mm. um that obviously led nowhere because i'm definitely not an artist <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I can't draw at all anymore. I did a uh, lot of drawing too, actually. I uh, I wasn't good at drawing, but I took tracing paper, and I mm. had these Beckett magazines that were Dragon Ball Z everything inside of them, and I would take the tracing paper and put it on a picture that I thought was cool, and I would trace it, and then I'd color it with coloring uh, colored pencils. Mm. But if it if it wasn't tracing paper, I was garbage. I could not draw at all. And I definitely hmm. didn't. I didn't even really enjoy it. I just wanted to have these cool pictures that I made myself, mm-hmm. which I guess is at the essence of it all. is like making something. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not something you enjoy, there's that aspect that once it's done, you're like, okay. Yeah. I didn't enjoy doing that, but I have it. And it's a thing. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then diving a little bit deeper, um, maybe you can talk a little bit about um, like the later half of the last five years up to current. Um, you know what what sort of creative avenues? Uh, like I said earlier, you've pretty much done everything. But what's like caused you to have to learn all of these things? You know, throughout the past five ten years. Hmm. So I think. Uh you know, we were talking about Legos earlier. The thing that came after Legos in my life was music. Mm-hmm. So uh, my mom was a music teacher. She taught elementary school music, and um, so it's all around all the time. Um, as I got into junior high and high school, 
of course, got into wanting to play rock music with my friends and all that sort of thing. And that's actually probably where everything that I'm doing now started to, to like, catch fire was, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's going to help you when you're 13, 14 and you want to play a show and you have to tell your friends about it. Right. So you go, oh, we need to make a flyer. <laughs> so yeah. you hop in Microsoft Word with the little paperclip guy <laughs> uh, waving Clippy. at you. Yeah. Was that what his name? Clippy. I can't remember now. Yeah. And What's his name? Clippy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> you jump in that. there with Clippy and Clippy the clip art. you borrow oh your parents' uh, HP inkjet thing Ooh. and you use impact font and all oh these yeah. other wonderful fonts uh, wow. that come preloaded in every computer and you try to make something cool oh, um, that you can hand out to your friends to <laughs> invite them to said show, you know, so which is probably in somebody's backyard. And so uh, I started <laughs> really every other creative form of anything that I started trying really came out of necessity of like, mm. well, nobody's going to do this for us, so we got to do it ourselves. Mm. So I didn't realize that I was starting to do graphic design, but we did that. You know, we built a really junky website in like 2003, 2004. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know wow. I was starting to learn code, you know. Didn't have Squarespace. No. So it Not was like sponsored by Squarespace. free servers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> free servers dot something dot net, whatever, uh, those kind of things. Um you know, stealing, not stealing, but borrowing <laughs> uh, liberally my dad's, like, Sony Makiva uh, digital camera oh, with yeah, the yeah, floppy yeah. disk drive, you know, to, oh, like, boy. do a band photo and things like wow. that. So there was a lot of, like, just uh, scrappy just trying to make things happen by just diving into it. Hmm. And I think that... Uh, I'm thankful for that time learning how to just go for it and do that because that kind of is, uh, it turned out to be a good way to learn. Um, yeah. And so mm. started getting into design and that sort of thing. Fast forward a few years, you know, learning recording, audio recording, that sort of thing, because we can't afford to go to a studio, right? So right. we got to do it at home, uh, stuff like that. Um, taking home video stuff at shows, trying to put things together in a really horrible music video. Like, everything was horrible. Nothing was good. Um, But there was just this, like, well, Hmm. let's try and figure it out. We can figure it out. Sure, of course we can. Um, That was the attitude that we sort of learned then. Um, And I'm thankful for that because I think it's it's helped over the years of different scenarios. But uh, kind of fast forward into school and college, you know, I went to – Community college, thought I'd do like music major thing, realized mm-hmm. I'm never going to get paid for that, of course. <laughs> like, why am I doing that? Uh, spent some time working, uh, did like apartment maintenance, worked at a music store, that kind of stuff. Apartment maintenance sounds invigorating. Uh, it actually, I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> you can listen to whatever you want and you're active all day yeah. and it was an okay paycheck. I was say, it probably made the day go by. Yeah, I was you in a lot better shape moving around all the time. You know, you, <laughs> like, you probably learned a lot, right? I how did, to take yeah. care of a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. You know, like learning uh, how to fix washers and dryers and stuff like that. But that's a whole other tangent. But um, during that time, like living with uh, the friends of mine that were, we were in bands together and doing all that, uh, taking photography classes like film like black and white for nice. fun because i thought it was cool yeah but uh not really any you know aspiration to do photography other than because i liked it this um, is like 2006 yeah seven? five six seven yeah. somewhere in there okay. i took a few of them ironically there was actually one semester where i failed 
photography <laughs> because I had to, I had so much like life and everything on my plate was yeah. so much that I had to drop it after the withdrawal point. So I had to take an F. That's ironic. Which oh, is really yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, given that I pursued it a lot more later. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, but learned a lot in there, uh, just basic stuff on cameras and composition and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, different bands playing in those and that sort of thing. But then, uh, I don't even remember how, but somehow I got the bug to like take a couple band photos. Mm. I saw people doing band photos and I love, I always loved looking at band photos, you know, like, flipping through the linear notes in the in a a cd album cover and like i always thought it was so cool what people would capture uh in the action and so Mm. we'd go to a show and then i was like well my friends are playing i want to capture what they're doing Mm -hmm. and like share it with them and let the again it was kind of that more of that like well nobody else is going to do this who else is going to capture it so Hmm. um i started doing that for fun and that kind of same sort of thing of throw yourself in it see if you can swim at all right just go for it it'll be bad but yeah, you'll learn it as you go. Um, so started doing that, and then finding myself really enjoying it and understanding it better and better. You know, even then from when I took film before, um, and shooting. I think I think my first digital camera I had for doing band stuff was a, a Nikon D ninety, hmm. which hmm. at the time was like, oh, the ISO is great for <laughs> low light, which. Looking back now, it's super grainy. Yeah. But you can um, go up to four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> which shooting bands was. Like that was a dumb idea to try that first because it's dark. Yeah, people are moving, uh, and you're trying to focus on like <clears throat> just moving targets constantly. So, or arguably a good idea. Yeah, depending the de- on how you look at it. It, especially not having a very good camera, yeah. you're gonna find out the limits of that camera pretty quick, and you're gonna push it and push yourself to try and make it work. Right. I didn't really realize that at the time, but <laughs> trying to get a better, at least an okay photo, like forced me to kind of learn the camera more. Right. Um, and so I think I got like one of those, you know, like $150 or 50 millimeter, mm. uh, like 1.8 kind of lens, plasticky yeah. things and immediately started capturing better stuff, you know, because yeah. of the, mm. being able to get the lower light. But I definitely got the bug doing that. Um, it's still for photography. That's still probably my favorite thing to capture just because probably because of the, tied to my first love of music um it's like two things mm. in one yeah because i'm basically getting to experience the enjoyment of the music while getting to like practice an art form at the same time so Mm -hmm. that was always really fun i I really enjoyed that um but uh yeah and then you know took on weddings and stuff like that basically friends of friends that i was involved with with music ended up doing that more portraits that sort of thing but uh always Music was definitely the most fun thing. Love doing band photos still, that mm. kind of thing. And it's not monetarily, there's nothing there really, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's but enjoyable nonetheless. It's yeah. more of an outlet now than anything else. Yeah. Um, so I, w- I always appreciate when I get invited to do that by you know friends that are doing active doing music and stuff like that. Yeah. I have two questions. Yeah. So you did weddings for a while, and I know you and uh, Katie, your wife, yeah. did weddings together too. Yeah. Um, and obviously like, I think anyone who's tried to launch a photography business knows that to make money and actually like start a business quickly, yeah. that's the, probably the quickest avenue to do it, Sure, mm-hmm. but it can also burn you out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just hearing what you're saying, like obviously music was the thing that you liked the most. 
how did you balance that feeling of like, okay, I'm doing photography and I'm making money and I don't know if this is like what I want to do full time forever, but it's moving in that direction at the moment with this isn't actually what I want to be shooting. It's mm. more so I'm shooting just for the paycheck. Right. No. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think Tyler and I were talking about this the other day. Like, I found pretty quickly that um, I really enjoyed shooting weddings when it was for people that I somehow knew. Mm-hmm. Mm. Friends, friends of friends, that kind of thing. Because I, I felt invested in what was going on. Um, and it's not to say, like, I disliked the other things. There was just, there was, like, an extra level of engagement when it was people I knew. Um, mm-hmm. And so I realized pretty quickly that, at least for me, like that probably isn't a sustainable um, avenue for like any sort of business, that kind of thing. Um, even though like the actual doing it seemed to go fine. Um, but yeah, it is, a, it is a stressful thing. I think a lot of people jump into it with this rosy colored picture of, oh yeah, wedding photographers can be yeah. awesome. And that's fine. Like a lot, I mean, I know a lot of people that make a good living and they love it and mm-hmm. that's perfect. But I, I think the, uh, you don't know quite what it is until you try it a few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Which is fine. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but the balancing it with a, oh, is this just a paycheck kind of thing? I think that a lot of art's that way. I yeah. mean, a lot of people who work in creative ways, there's the, you know, you're designing for the thing you love or you're just designing for the thing that the client needs. Right. And there's it's kind of a mm. give and take as you go through life, I think. Um of how you get to use your creativity to either make some sort of, you know, great impact and statement to the world of, (laughs) you know, aesthetically to the world, or, uh, are you just serving your client really well? You know, um, those can either be at the same time or they can, uh, you know, they might feel separate. Yeah. But it's really, you guys have probably experienced that too. Yeah. Yeah, And it's really, I think it's a beautiful thing when those things collide, right? When you're, doing what you love to do and at the same time that's meeting somebody else's like desire yeah and for what they want yeah you're outputting something that somebody wants and it's just like oh yes that's the sweet spot right yeah that's what everybody wants to get to yeah i think and i think that target probably changes for people over time i know it does for me so um trying to figure out what that is next even you know but yeah yeah i i we talked talked about this a little bit last week too but I mean, me personally is a similar aesthetic of like, I enjoyed it more when it was people I knew because I could somewhat get emotionally connected to it. And I just felt like I enjoyed taking the photos more because it was like I was, it was almost like I was doing a friend a favor, you know, like trying to help them out Um, versus complete strangers where, you know, brides late and I'm like, (laughs) where the heck is this bride? I want to go home. Yeah. It's a bit easier to go with when you can envision how they're going to value what you're giving them to. Mm -hmm. You know, when you know that they're going to appreciate these photos and you know that you're probably going to see those photos on a wall someday yourself, like there's an extra layer of uh, weight and gratification that comes when you get to do that. And so like even largely now, most of the photos I do are for people I know and I still very much like that, you know, That's, that's enjoyable. It's like I haven't not done photos anymore. It's just more of, kind of selective with what jobs I do. Um, yeah. Since it's not my main vocational thing. So, Did you find that there was a period of time where um, you had a, like a misbalance essentially that y- you might've been 
like I'll give you a scenario of myself where I had done all these shoots or maybe shot a couple of weddings and I was feeling burnt out by it and like almost in like a creative rut. Like I didn't want to shoot because I associated it with shooting stuff I didn't want. Or maybe in your case of like music, you'd been performing music that you weren't necessarily a hundred percent invested in to where it subtracted from you actually wanting to make the music that you wanted to make. Um, how do you, if you've experienced that, like how do you pull yourself out of that rut? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can think of it most clearly with music for sure. Um, like there's been times where I've played music a lot, but I never made any music, mm. you know, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. um, you know, growing up in the church and like being active in the church over the years, uh, you know, doing worship bands and stuff at church, like that's all good and fine. Um, but as a musician and a creative, I think you can, your, the thing you love can turn into the rut, like you're talking about pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think actually I, I wasn't taking time. Um, I, well, let me back up, I guess. I think for a while there, I didn't think I needed to make any music on my own mm. uh, to have any sort of fulfillment there. You know, I was like, well, I'm not going to do it for any sort of monetary gain or income, so it's a waste of time. Mm. Somehow that got into my marine mind a little bit. Like, I need to be doing other things mm. yeah. that are more productive right now. Um, and I don't even remember what time this actually was or what year or whatever, but I remember thinking, like, man, I'm really just kind of i just feel bummed out and burnt out Mm. like i'm not like kind of like you're describing like i'm not creative i think this was slower for me like yeah it it went on longer and it didn't present itself as obvious Mm. uh until later but um actually i remember so i went with uh one of my close friends who uh has played drums in a lot of bands i've been in over the years it's kind of when this is sort of when i realized the rut was we went to a concert uh, where we we uh, we got to go see Thrice mm. when they were coming back from their hiatus. Was this mm. when I went, or was this a different? Uh, this is different. So my buddy, he had a bunch of frequent flyer miles racked up, oh, yeah. and we went to uh, Arizona. Mm. It was oh, like wow. a one-off show, and it was like them and Jimmy World and oh, that's cool. Uh, brand new and uh, Manchester Orchestra. Nice. Wow. Which Great for lineup. My buddy and I, that's like, yeah, those guys are in our top 10 favorite right. artists and bands put together. So we were like, we got to go to this. That sounds amazing. I hadn't made any original music of my own for probably a few years at that point, and, mm-hmm. and neither had he, but we loved those bands. We were best friends, you know, still and growing mm-hmm. up. And so we decided to go to that. And I remember, like, not even half hour into the first set, which was Manchester Orchestra, I was like, well, I need to make music. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a, I want to do what they're doing necessarily or anything like that. Like sometimes you know you might oh I wish I could do that. That wasn't this at all. It was literally like they're they're like speaking a language and enjoying something, mm-hmm. an art that I enjoy too, and I've stopped partaking in. Mm-hmm. It was more of like I'm not participating, not like I need to make something. I see. Um, and so. There was definitely, like, right away, I was like, oh, I need to start writing music again. Like, I miss that creative result, mm. like, getting to make that thing together, you know. Um, which was, I mean, it was my best friend there who we'd been in bands together was there, too. So uh, we both kind of had that thing. And even, like, I remember on the plane ride back, we were like, dude, 
we got to make some music again. Mm -hmm. And so that's what started the most current like music thing I've been involved with was sort of a resurrection of old music we'd mm -hmm. been a part of, but just revisiting that like writing relationship again with those guys of um, that partaking in that like a uh, creative relationship, creative sound, like those kind of things. And seeing, see, it was more of, it wasn't like we wanted to go out and do anything and be like, oh, we're going to play a bunch of shows, and make an album and all that. None of that. It was just literally like, that's part of who we are and we miss it and we miss creating just for the sake of creating just being in your, like from mm -hmm. the, in the band there's that you know you got that uh back and forth with the, the your fellow artists right. you know where it's yeah you're, you're hanging when, off of each other yeah there's nothing mm -hmm. like for me there's still nothing better than creating something with your friends and then mm. looking back at it and going wow we made that yeah and uh that satisfaction that comes with like, well, that was really cool. And we made that and that's, that was fun, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we sh we're still getting together and jamming, uh, those guys together. It's very slow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we all work full time and that kind of thing. But, uh, I was going to say, I'm looking at the, the board over here and I see, <laughs> oh, yeah, some yeah we're here in the space. Huh? Yeah. Titles. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of like uh, nonsense titles for things that are in the works. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's been really fun. Actually, recently I got together with, so it's, there's been a couple different like iterations of people, but it's mostly been me and uh, my friend Jesse, who's the drummer, and John, who's one of the guitarists. But we just recently got back to writing with one of our uh, our friends, Adam, who's like the original. Mm. So the four of us are like the band that we were in the longest together when we were younger. I like see. in we started in high school, went into college. Mm. So, um, so it's harkening back to that that yeah. old, you know, which. Looking back, that was probably the most rich time of like collaboration and trying things and just not caring and just making things for the sake of making it and enjoying it. So totally. What's cool is now none of us, like I think we were all pretty stressed out back in the day of like trying to make something of it because you mm. you know when you're in your mm -hmm. early twenties, mid twenties, you're like, if I'm not this isn't significant, I'm gonna give up on it, which is kind of a bummer right. for art. Yeah. Like mm. any art, if you feel the pressure to make it work mm -hmm. for your life, like in any sort of like monetary or material successful way mm -hmm. is going to eat you up. Mm -hmm. And so I think now it's even more, it, it, I was remarking to the guys, it's like, it's, it feels like when we were in high school and it didn't matter. Yeah. You know, nothing else mattered other than just enjoying being creative together. Mm. Um, and so now obviously we have less time to do it. We can't just like hang out every day after school or something. But <laughs> the fact that the four of us can get together and, grab our guitars and make a bunch of noise with no real consequence. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty, uh, I don't know, rejuvenating and exciting creatively. It makes you feel like, oh yeah, I am so creative. I can still enjoy this. Like we can still partake in this together. So totally. I don't know. That's kind of a, I guess this year that's been a, we're sort of darting around the question, I guess, but yeah. uh, this year it's been a definite, like coming back to that. It's felt really, really good. Totally. Um, yeah. And I would assume that when you went to that Thrice concert, I mean, that was like, what, three or, f that was like four years ago, maybe? Yeah, 2015-ish, yeah. I think. So yeah. that would have probably been around the time that, like, your life kind of flipped, turned upside down, too. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a little removed from that, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the organization we were a part of, without going down too many rabbit trails, completely, like, 
self-combusted and restarted. And so my job role went from being a part of a bigger organization to now I'm, I've got like five other things on my plate that I didn't expect to come down the pike. And so mm. um, originally I was responsible for like music and production stuff for live event stuff for a church, that kind of thing. And then de facto creative director, IT yeah. guy, everything else <laughs> all at once. <laughs> Multifaceted, everything. Yeah, so it was like all those things over the years of doing band stuff and being part of, you know, small groups and teams and stuff like that kind of was like, all right, now you have to do it all at once. Right. Hmm. Um, and that was very intense. And I know I the term that I used was imploded and, and you kind of corrected that a little bit with your own interpretation or mm. like like your own feeling of what that was like what i don't yeah what was it you said? um yeah it almost with the amount of responsibilities that popped out it was almost like kind of a creatively speaking yeah. and like responsibility speaking it was kind of like getting cornered mm. and being like all right now you got to perform on every level on everything at once which mm. at least for the type of creative person I am the way I come up with things and stuff <laughs> that doesn't necessarily <laughs> uh, breed uh, quality or new ideas yeah. all the time mm -hmm. I usually need some time to process and think through things um, to make quality stuff so mm -hmm. creatively it felt pretty crushing mm -hmm. because there wasn't any margin or room for uh, exploring ideas or anything like that and so yeah and just I the like pressure to perform yeah you know. I think there's probably a lot research um, into that too of just like creative like being creative is um, done better um, people are more creative in an environment where they're more isolated mm -hmm. so in a less like just stimulated environment so um, for you know a broad example would be like a company that puts um, an open floor plan so all of their employees can like collaboratively work together and mm -hmm. there's no like there's no private space yeah per se um they've found like th the there's a less creative things coming out of that organization than there would be if they were able to like go on a walk for lunch mm -hmm. and kind of like isolate themselves and kind of be uh be away from that moment yeah in time um so i definitely yeah i can imagine being just yeah, You're everything now, Cameron. Media <laughs> and uh, production and and oh, oh you're going to lead this band every yeah. four weeks or five weeks or whatever. More like every week. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So things go, things were crazy, and you know, it's like that was just a nutso season. But uh, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know if I appreciated it that much at the time, but yeah, I think you're right. Like the the innovation usually. Well, I don't know. I might. My personal like perspective on it is that you kind of need a little bit of both. So the margin and the quiet and the like, I think the stillness and that sort of thing that can be really beneficial for creatives, mm -hmm. um, at least for my own life, is really great until you not, don't do anything anymore. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like even back to the music stuff of making the new songs, there was times where it's like I spent way too much time on a song and it never got done because I was driving every idea. Um, but then, this is actually kind of a funny side note, but like almost every band I've ever been a part of, we've never had enough music for a set, and then we book a show. Mm. 
And then you know what happens magically? Yeah. We get out of music for a set. Oh, you do it. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a certain amount of that like stillness mm-hmm. and preparation I think we need and mm-hmm. we need to recharge and we need to like get our bearings and mm-hmm. get a pool of ideas. But then there needs to be some sort of like push, some sort of imminent, you know, maybe not like a threat, but like mm-hmm. an imminent like we got to get this done. There's a there's a timeline. There's you. an end date. Like this. Yes. Is, and that that might be just something. my personal proclivity speaking of how I kind of operate. Like if I have time, I'll use it. Um, and so sometimes the deadlines encroaching and coming in quickly will actually make me more productive, but maybe not necessarily more creative. Like mm-hmm. I won't get a more innovative solution or a better idea. I'll just get ideas done. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So there's that weird balance of like, did you build enough? you know, research time or kind of marinating time on an idea before you went and tried it. And there's probably a nice little medium spot where, you know, you know, I can imagine like with photos of like thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, I even think back to band photos, like I'd show up at a show and I kind of like see how the stage was set and I'd think about like, well, this guy's going to be over here. This guy's going to be over here. Yeah. Their music's like this. I know this song's kind of like this. This guy's probably going to come, you know, this guy's going to stage surf. When he yep. <laughs> yeah. So here's my options. <laughs> okay, well, here we go. And yeah. then, you know, they jump in and then you just go mm-hmm. for it. And I think a lot of projects are kind of that, um, where yeah. you sort of, you get forced into decision. Um, and that can be thrilling if you feel prepared. Mm. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's it's kind of like when I f- shot my first wedding, it was this like slight bit of excitement. And also a slight bit of absolute terror and like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, what if I miss the first kiss? And what I if can't I can't believe forget? they trusted me with this. <laughs> yeah, like I can't <laughs> believe they paid me any money to do yeah. this with zero portfolio. <laughs> yeah. It, it actually is mind blowing to me. I must have really gave them a good price. I did give them a good <laughs> price. <laughs> 400 it bucks. Been, it, it honestly might have been like maybe $500 I charged them for yeah. their entire wedding. Yeah. But it, that didn't come out start. of nothing, though. I mean, you had already taken a lot of photos. You had yeah. you'd shown them that you understood, you know, yeah, what a good photo was, and they enjoyed what you had. And I'm sure they're grateful for what you gave them. You know, it was a, mm, weddings are totally different beast. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, I feel like uh, shows actually prepared me all right for them. Yeah, because it was all very much like off the cuff, no no second chances. Right. It's. You don't know what's going to happen, really. <laughs> I mean, you kind of do, but you don't. Yeah. Um, so that was... I th- if I treated a wedding like a show, that sounds really funny. I, uh, I was it thinking... Felt better. <laughs> it's kind of funny how you were talking about how you could look at the stage and kind of have an idea of what was going to happen just based on where things were located on the right. stage. And I remember we went to a concert. I think it was Thrice. I'm pretty sure Cook it was Thrice yeah. at Showbox. <laughs> and before the song even clicked in, you're like they're going to play this. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then, and you're like, yeah, see, I told you. And I'm like, what? I, I don't even know how you could know that. That's probably just because I'm a nerd. And I've yeah, seen them a lot. Yeah, but still. I mean, you know, the way a guitar feeds back or like things like that, you know, it's sometimes like, oh, his they fingers g- are preparing for this chord. No, I'm, I'm just a nerd. They're standing in that spot. Yeah. They're going to do this song. Yeah. Oh, I just man. see what Legos they pulled out. <laughs> you know, that's really all oh it is. Jeez. So. Oh, yeah, going back to Legos. It's all back to Legos, man. Speaking of Legos, <laughs> uh there's a there's a certain there's a certain movie coming out later in December, later this month. And it's a big deal. And I'm curious. Oh. I'm curious if it's important to you. Are you talking about Star Wars? 
Yeah. Oh, of course, man. I know. Yeah. It's important to me, too. It's, it's a total tangent, but I just love... Besides Legos and music, <sighs> Star Wars, man. That's it. You oh, know, those are my three it. favorite things in my life. <laughs> you're all about it, I know. And then kids, and then... No, 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 no. you know <laughs> what I mean. My three favorite things that aren't my family. Yes, How about that? I get you. Is that a, is that a safer thing? Yeah. I've actually <laughs> listened to, you know, obviously, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And a lot of creative type podcasts. And a lot of creatives bring up Star Wars as a moment in their life where they're like, yeah, I saw Empire. And I just... I knew I had to do something someday. And That's like, interesting. Right? I mm. thought so, too. Uh, I think it was actually uh, my wife, Katie, who called me out on it one time <laughs> when we were watching a... It must have been Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. And she goes, now I understand the color palette that you love. <laughs> like in the way that I toned Earth photos. tones? Yeah, like all <laughs> the band photos that I've ever taken... Uh, whether consciously or not, That's I've tried hilarious. to make them look like Star Wars. Look like a cantina or a star, yeah, star, just all star whether it, or it's the forest or like. What's funny is you know, um, yeah, I've seen people do like treatments on like forest type photos. Mm. You know, like the way they'll treat the greens and the yellows and that kind of thing. Yeah, and the, make it look like Endor. Well, they'll make it look not like any of that. Oh. I'm like, what are they doing? Why doesn't it look like Star Wars? <laughs> like it should just look like Star Wars. If uh, everything looked like Star Wars. Right, I mean, it would be fine. Beautiful, exactly. And it's probably just because of when I watched it and all that kind of thing. But it it, yeah. it was definitive, like aesthetically, the things that they did in that, you know, the the grittiness and the futuristicness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't overstate how much that probably had an effect on a lot oh, of our yeah. generation and and older, of course, too. But um, it's kind of my benchmark for the aesthetics that I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of implicit and all that kind of stuff. So I know we've had a lot of conversations about Star Wars in the past. So I yeah, just, I, I couldn't couldn't let you come in here without. <laughs> yeah, we up. had to talk about Star Wars at some point. Yeah, I love I did love the aesthetics in Last Jedi too. That might be controversial. Maybe less controversial than the plots, but. So I've always <laughs> said this: it was a gorgeous movie. Yeah, we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. That's that's where my comments end. <laughs> 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 that's so funny. Well, I uh, appreciate that, you know, one, that you've been a guide for me personally. Um, and just like creatively, you've always had some great input and been someone that, you know, I can ping ideas off of. And even if we have different tastes on something, you can see that like my perspective of mm-hmm. what I was trying mm-hmm. to achieve or what I wanted and be like, yeah, man, that's good. Or yeah. no, man, don't do that. <laughs> Change awesome. that. So. I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me as well, because basically you two um, are like pillars for my photography background. Mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, Colby um, supporting me and getting my first camera. And then also just, you know, you're, you've always been like, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and always getting me involved in stuff and helping and even doing video too. Yeah. Um, and guided me with that, um, obviously because you've been there before, before me. So helped me uh, learn in, in those uh, those different avenues. So it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to especially watch you guys run down your uh, film path right now. Oh yeah, because like I'm well, seeing I that stuff, to, and now I'm like, man, I wanted I to ask a film you. Camera. I know. I wanted to ask you. When are you gonna get a film camera? I just bought yeah, another one today. Party. I bought another one today. I know, man. Six bucks. Goodwill. What is it? 
It's a VAC. V-A-C. <laughs> it's a toy camera. Oh, boy. Brand new. Not even out of the package. Wow. I 50 millimeter lens. <laughs> nice. Just Honestly, what makes me kind of excited about jumping back into it is knowing that you can you have all the stuff at home to develop. Oh, we will do it for you. Yeah. I, no, no, yeah. I want to do it. Oh, you can like, join I miss it. Like anytime. That, that was that was a fun part of the process. Like learning film back in the day was going in the dark room, shaking it up, yep. like doing all that stuff, timing it. You know, there was something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like cooking a meal. There's something rewarding about putting oh, it all yeah. together. Um, each step. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of missing with the digital thing. Not so much like. You still get great images with digital, of course, but there's like mm-hmm. it's more in the process. Especially mm-hmm. in your circumstance, you're a huge Nikon guy. Sure. For the most part, I mean, you've always shot with Nikon. Yeah. And Nikon, like in the digital realm right now, is like, you know, some people are assuming that they might go out of business in the mm. next five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that puts you at a perfect, <laughs> a perfect spot to say. Just you get know a what? Nikon. Yeah, you got to get a Nikon F two. This old. <laughs> ironically, camera. yeah. Ironically, uh. Uh, my friend Cody, who's like an animator, yeah. does uh, he does some videography and photography too for fun, and he keeps telling me to get the you know the Sony A7 stuff, which yeah. I'm like, that's pretty cool, but what am I gonna do with all my Nikon glass? And he's like, yeah. just get a film Nikon, and I'm like, oh. yeah, maybe, and then I can that's upgrade my point. digital somewhere. But that's a smart idea. That's a great idea because it it works. So. Yeah, so I mean, I don't have that much glass, so it's not that big deal. But someone told me that. Sony, the like A series, is the millennial camera. Is it? That that's what someone told me. They said a five D or like not not even a five D. Canon is like wedding photographer. You're mm-hmm. a wedding photographer, and then Sony, you're a millennial, and you're making a YouTube channel. Huh. Yeah, I, I think I saw a meme about that one. <laughs> that's probably I, where you saw that, Colby. Is it a might meme. be actually it's totally a meme. I'm so. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't know if it's a. I'm getting older thing, but I'm so like out of the loop on, I feel like an old man now. Like I'm so out of loop on like what the good cameras are now. I'm just so like gear wise in general, I've just gotten very like happy with most of the stuff I have, even musically. Like I've gotten a lot of pedals and stuff in the last few years and that sort of thing, but it's still very much like, I know what's going to get me the sound I want. Right. Mm -hmm. And here it is. And I'm not really sure I need anything else. Yeah. Other than what I have now. So I think there's a lot to be said for just getting comfortable with your tools. Totally. You know, and the tools will change. I'm sure Nikon will come up with something crazy later. Mm. I hope so. Yeah, me too. I like them. But as a brand, I mean, you look at history and you're like, don't go away. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if you're not making anything right now. Don't go away. Yeah. yeah. They'll <laughs> find their they'll find their footing, I'm sure. Um, yeah. um one of the thoughts I had too was would you ever or have you ever, and if you have not, would you ever shoot a band on film i'd freaking love that that'd be fun actually have like black and white so i listen to a podcast and i'm totally blanking on the guy's name but he he does band photos and he does it all in film on a pentax 6.7 it's like Like live or promo yeah live yeah i've seen i mean uh i mean you look at that's you look back at all the stuff Mm -hmm. great rock and roll photos that's all film Yeah. yeah um i would love to do that sometime if i had the the time and the money to play with it. Yeah. The digital stuff was definitely like a easier way in as a broke oh, college course. student. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, but yeah, the, yeah. Again, like that process is so 
rewarding and oh, yeah. fun to be a part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't caught our drift, we're just trying to convert you to the film side. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I have no qualms about it. It's more of like, when do I have time to go pick yeah. something up and go do it? <laughs> Thrift store man. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Find me a nice Nikon, you know, F series mount something. And oh, I will definitely. I'll do it. <laughs> if I find one, I will buy it just for you. <laughs> yeah. I promise. Pay up, man. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you said you wanted it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I'm serious, though. Like, I would totally do that. It'd be fun <laughs> to go shoot with you guys, Dean. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Cameron, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, it's rewarding for us to listen and also to just to be able to ask you questions and, and learn more about your background. And, you know, obviously we know a lot already, but just learning more. Um, than we already did. So, yeah, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Always (laughs) fun to talk this kind of stuff with you guys. Yes. Enjoy it. And then for uh, anyone who's wanting to find anything you have out there, Cameron, like your music or photos, uh, where would you you direct them to? Uh, Sure. Yeah. So my... The band that I'm most active with right now is called Voyagers. Our website is Voyagers, the word, uh, dash music.com we're on like spotify and itunes and all that kind of stuff we have a couple eps out with some songs and that's the most recent stuff from what i was mentioning earlier with the guys that we started up after those concerts and then uh photo wise band stuff that sort of thing uh just my name cameron cowles c-o-w-l-e-s.com and that has all my photo stuff especially if you're a band in seattle or you want to do stuff let me know yeah head of cameron <laughs> he'll he'll work with you and we'll uh post links for Cameron's Instagram and, and uh, music posts at the bottom in the, in the bio. Thanks, yeah. dudes. And thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Feel free to subscribe. Leave us a review. Five stars preferably. But, you know, be honest. We appreciate the honesty. Positive feedback's good. We want to learn and grow. And, uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts and uh, anywhere you can find podcasts. So until next time, I'm Colby. And I'm Tyler. And uh, this is Take My Portrait.